I don't believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. You told me too much. That's crazy. <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We With keep the it real. real and real talk. The God and God talk. And that's a wrap. Today is Tuesday, October 13th, and you're listening to Real Talk on God Talk, a podcast for people who skip church for brunch on Sundays. Hey, Yaya, what's good? Girl, I'm okay. I'm okay. How you doing? I'm doing good, you know, chilling. You know me, I'm always chilling. I'm excited, still excited, and I'm still like riding the high that we are back. <laughs> and all the love we getting from people so real talking god talk fam y'all really showing up for us so we appreciate that definitely so this is my plug to go (laughs) and (laughs) visit our instagram page click on the link that says 2020 discover pods awards and go and nominate real talk on god talk you can nominate us for as many categories as you like And um, one, I appreciate that y'all just showed us love the minute that we asked for it. It was amazing. I was, I can say I was honestly not prepared for all the love and support that people showed. Um, And it just, I I felt the love coming from y'all. I felt that, uh, I felt validated in that we were doing the right thing. And I think sometimes, and I'll speak for myself, doing the Real Talk on God Talk podcast it has so many layers that sometimes um, where I'm not completely sure if we're on the right path, but the validation that uh, we've received from everybody and the love that we received from everybody from our last episode that dropped was just phenomenal for me. So mm-hmm. we want to thank y'all for really showing up for us and continue to, you know, nominate us. And um, like one of our listeners said, you know, um, you know, congratulated us already. So, you know, okay, I'll take <laughs> Name it. Name it, claim it, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. So, yeah, we're going to claim it. And um, that's it. So so what's going on with you, Yaya? What's good? Um, Let's see. What's good? So, uh, like you, I am still reeling from all the love from episode one. Um, the, uh, the Discover Awards, like, you know, listeners... Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for nominating us. But um, the love that I'm reeling from kind of is from all the folks who have been sliding into my DMs and just uh, hitting me up and texting me and saying like the word of the week was, I guess, vulnerability. Apparently we were really vulnerable on the last episode and uh, I had folks checking in on me just saying, you know, you you shared that you were uh, feeling depressed, just wanted to check in on you. And I really appreciate it, you know, speaking from a place where I'm feeling much better now um and so just want to say thank y'all so much for the love but something else that I did share was like you know I'm kind of embracing my shadow side now right (laughs) right and y'all I have really been a bad bad girl lately like so you know how you go to Walmart uh the supermarket whatever and they have the self-checkout lines yeah Girl, I might as well, you know, you scan your chicken, you scan your veggies, <laughs> throw a couple of batteries in there. <laughs> right. Got a couple of got a couple of extra bottles of water. I can't stop. Like when I go to the supermarket, it's like scan, 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 don't scan that, don't scan that, don't scan that. <laughs> and it's like I'm really on my thug life. <laughs> and it, and like my husband be so mad at me. Cause like I don't steal. Like for real listeners, just know I don't be stealing. I don't be thieving. That's not, right. that's not my MO. Right. But like lately I've been feeling like F these corporations, they be stealing <laughs> from me, hiking up the prices, doing all types of stuff. And You're I right. just, I don't care. And so <laughs> all that is to say, uh, I've been getting into like arguments lately about uh, like moral relativism versus like moral absolutism. I know I'm getting on my nerd, my nerdy philosophy tip, <laughs> but so moral relativism is the idea that, um, you know, your morality or the things that you will and will not do, uh, you know, it kind of depends on what situation you're in. So yeah. I'm clearly in the more moral relativism crowd of saying like, 
I'm not a thief. You know, if you come over my house, I'm not going to pickpocket you. You never have to worry. But when it comes to Walmart and Amazon, y'all be stealing from me. So I'm still from you. <laughs> I, every day I say, it, I hope my mom's not listening to this. She would just beat me. Versus uh, moral absolutism that basically says, you know, regardless of whatever the situation is, what's right is right and what's wrong is yeah, wrong. Yeah. And uh, I'm not really on that wave right now, clearly. <laughs> and so I'll say uh, my my uh, my lesson for this week has been uh, judge not, because I usually would be a person be like, you can't be a thief, you can't be stealing, you can't be doing that. But I've been on some whole other stuff lately, but I'm going to cut it out because it's not worth it. Caught on camera. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm joking. I don't do that. <laughs> I would completely backtrack well, for, for all you snitches out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, for you, for really, you. I guess, uh, deciding <laughs> how bad am I going to get while embracing my bed. I should trying to scan a water and it's like a 50 inch plasma. <laughs> mm, you see girl. those TikToks? No, well, oh I, I always get TikToks late, but no. Oh, my gosh. I was seeing this one, and it was this kid had some water, but he had just scanned, like, the price code, like, cut out the code, like, the the, the barcode mm-hmm. of the TV and, and scanned <laughs> it, but Listen. the girl was on him. She was on him. She was so quick, and she just she was just waiting for my man to scan that, and she was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Hawkeye. She said, and, <laughs> yep. And then the, the whole video just cut. We don't know. Just, oh, they're still yikes. looking for him. <laughs> yikes. Keep up. Catch up. I mean, <laughs> you can't be getting well, caught at Walmart. that's not about to be me, y'all. <laughs> for real. For real, for real. No, I, I'm changing my life. I'm changing my life. Changing my ways. That's not about to be me no more. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So it is... Oh, it is season three, episode two, y'all. You know what time it is. Yep, it's time for the rundown. And let's give you a rundown of what you can expect on this episode. Lego. All right. So uh, according to the calendar and the thermostat, it's that time of the year again. Cupping season. As the singles try to lock down a consistent cuddle buddy for the winter months, and those of us who are already booed up get ready for the long haul. Real Talk on God Talk is once again getting all up in the business about our romantic relationships and asking the Real Talk question of the week. What does the quality of our romantic relationships say about our ways of understanding God? Then, in God and the World, we take a look at what the news headlines are saying about religion, spirituality, and the divine. The news cycle is moving so fast that we're doing a quick and dirty version of God and the World this week. One highlight from the segment is that we recently learned that Trump, 45, y'all president, after talking so much junk, contracted COVID-19. After the world let out a collective, ha, ain't karma a B, me and Yaya realized that might not be quite how karma works. We'll be speculating on what Trump's diagnosis will mean for the trajectory of the upcoming election and what that has to do with the Hindu and Buddhist concept of karma. And finally, Yaya will take us through the moon reading to talk about the upcoming October 16th new moon and what you need to do to be in the know about astrology. This will be a refresher for my Zodiac fiend beasts out there and for the newbies. Y'all in for a treat. It's October 13th. And while the rest of the world is gearing up for Halloween time, and pumpkin spy life. (laughs) (laughs) Here at Real Talk on God Talk, we're getting ready for cuffing season. The time of the year when the unpartnered are on the search for someone to settle down with, at least temporarily. So for those who are still a little unfamiliar with the term, think of a standing person to Netflix and chill with, or just to be around, you know, to get through the colder months. Yep. If you haven't checked it out yet, listen to season one, episode three, Cuffin' Season, where we devote an entire episode to finding your cold weather boo. But as autumn settles in this year, finding just the right person is proving to be more important than ever. So I know listeners are probably like, okay, I get it. Finding a partner is key. 
So why y'all so excited then? Aren't y'all already booed up? And I mean, not to be a complete hoe, H-E-A-U-X. <laughs> y'all right. <laughs> Truth has already got the LTR long-term relationship game on lock. Yeah. And me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and me, I'm Maddie. And therefore, cuffed to the extreme. So we aren't quite on the search for a cuff buddy right now. But after spending March through May in quarantine, looking ahead to the rising COVID numbers and a likelihood that we'll probably be shutting down once again, one thing that we and all partner folks have in common with the single crowd is knowing that it's about to be a long winter season ahead. Being cooped up in the house for extended periods of time with your romantic partner or partners, so we don't leave out our poly peeps out there, can be challenging the added stress of social distancing restrictions. That's why we got you, Real Talk fam. We always want to have healthy, happy, enjoyable romantic relations. And that includes taking care of your spiritual self in the midst of it all too. So we're asking the Real Talk question of the week. What does the quality of our romantic relationships say about our ways of understanding God? We're sharing our insights on how to make sure your partnership with your cuff daddy, your cuff mommy, or your cuff cutie, however temporary (laughs) or permanent they may be, isn't throwing you off game in terms of your relationship with God. So, before we even get started, before we even get into it, when we talk about the quality of one's romantic relationships, we just want to be responsible off-rip and say that intimate partner violence, be it physical verbal, emotional, financial, etc., is real. Too common and not something to be ashamed of experiencing or having experienced. While it's normal to have disagreements and work through things in relationships, abuse isn't normal. And we take the stance that there isn't much room for working through those types of situations. So on the front end, we're just going to drop this contact for the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Phone number 1-800-799-7233. Online at thehotline.org. Social media at NDVH. A simple way to at least know your options if you're in a situation and you need to get out. If you're listening and this resonates, just know we love you. And it doesn't hurt just to check it out. Once again, the number is uh, 1-800-799-SAFE. S-A-F-E, 1-800-799-7233. So first, I am a hopeless romantic. (laughs) Yup. Right. Like, you you hear this. So uh, as one of the few married women in a group chat full of eligible bachelorettes that I call my friends, anyone can tell you that I love, love, love talking about love. So, you know, dating, love, marriage, sex, those are all frequent topics of conversation. Right, Truth? Yup. <laughs> Basically. And second, uh, a few weeks ago, I had overheard or eavesdropped or, you know, whatever whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I had uh, heard a little debate between some very beautiful Black people who I did not know. Uh, and they were having a conversation about kind of, you know, who had it harder being cooped up in the house during quarantine round one. Married, long-term folks, or folks who were single and out there searching. And while valid points were made on both sides, the argument ended with everyone basically agreeing that, you know, navigating the dynamics of romantic relationships is hard. And that the added stress of being with each other almost constantly, you know, that added like another dynamic that made it harder for everybody. So, you know, this is folks that are out there dating, folks in long-term relationships, everybody across the board. So y'all know me and truth we we talk shit all day all day on on camera recording <laughs> camera, off camera on text recording <laughs> all through text we just be talking junk so i had to bring it to truth to get her insight on the matter and uh you know once we get to talking it always somehow leads back to talking about god and spirituality and so we thought cool let's take what we talked about to y'all to listeners uh, so for the sake of the show uh, and bringing 
asking listeners in for y'all input, we kind of synthesize the argument down to three major areas that partner people tend to struggle with uh, while staying at home. And so when we say partnered, we're talking about folks that found a little cuff buddy and now you're just, that's your person that you chose, married people, folks that are living together in relationships, just partner people in general. And so uh, we broke it down to the three major areas that partnered folks struggle with while staying at home and how our approaches to solving those challenges gives us insight into like what different spiritual and religious philosophies have to say about the nature of God and our relationship with her. Yep. So I'm going to get us started with an easy one first. This is challenge number one, Yaya. Okay. okay. One major issue with being partnered, whether you're stuck at home or not, is communication, right? How often do y'all communicate? What words are triggers? Who do you communicate with outside of your relationship and about what? During our first stint in quarantine, how did communication show up for you and your partner? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see. I feel like, so uh, my marriage partnership is like a very important part of my life. And so like most of my friends know all this stuff, but for listeners who may not know, uh, my partner and I have been together for almost 10 years, married for uh, four years now. And we like prior to quarantine, we really spent a lot of time uh, focused on our communication styles and how how to speak to one another in a way that will be received. And so like, you know, we have the basic rules, like this is even before stay at home, you know, we don't speak violently to each other. And so that means yelling. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we tend to, I'm on the front end to like, think about what is the message that we want to portray. Yeah. And we choose our words carefully. We choose our body language carefully. So we try to not like close off to one another when we're angry. Right. We try to think, you know, what is the real issue at hand? Am I mad about what you're saying or am I mad about how you're saying it to me? You know, right, so like right. we're, we're, we're just very intentional. Like mm-hmm. even if we're like caught up in the emotions of the moment, yeah. Um, we try to like take a step back and say, what what is the message for real? Right. But to kind of make it a little bit more quarantine focused, um, for me, I found myself being at home and getting really comfortable. Like, you know, you know, people have the jokes about you have these sweats and you wear the same sweats every day. <laughs> <laughs> Your girl, you know, I work at home. Yeah. I don't go out. I order my groceries if I can. <laughs> like, you know, being, yeah, being yeah. at home all the time. Yeah. I was getting real comfortable. And so, like, less intentional about my communication style and so whatever was coming to my head I would just say it and it was my filter huh? <laughs> like I don't know yeah. during stay at home I completely lost my filter yeah and yeah. so I found myself <laughs> having to remember like all right you know yes you all love each other yeah. yes you all have already done the work prior but we're kind of in a new situation now and so when I'm on my computer typing up something for work but he want me to wash the dishes I'm gonna do it later stop harassing me isn't gonna quite cut it, you know <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> right 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 <laughs> that's not gonna quite cut it and so I think just having to um I think really for me probably just being clear about uh don't be so comfortable like get out your head yeah like I think being at home has made me like kind of more isolated within myself even though Mm -hmm. I do have a partner here and so for me I think just uh something that for us has been important in terms of communication is uh getting out of our heads and not being so comfortable like being together for so long being at home all the time yeah Like, you have to treat this person with care and respect. Yeah, like, (laughs) it don't change. Yeah. Right. Even if my intention wasn't anything negative. Right, right. Like, I got to have it in my head to, like, you know, treat him a little special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what, do he always say? Kevin always say, talk to me nice. Yeah, um, talk to him nicely. Right. (laughs) I hear that. I hear that. So, I think very early on in our relationship, my partner and I, we really took the time to try to purposely learn our communication style mm-hmm. and of course it was always hard at the beginning because I I feel like when I'm ready to communicate with someone there's I'm I'm very upfront, but I also cut straight to the chase 
And oh. so <laughs> I was like, you know, for me, or like if I'm being told like a story, like I don't I don't need every single detail of the story. Like I kind of like get get to go get to the go get to the end. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like they, you know, um, but my partner's the opposite way, you know, likes the details of all the story. Like that's what helps the story come together for her. So, you know, and that's cool and all that just wasn't for me. Um, so I had to learn how like you know, take that face away. I'm like, you don't want to hear this story. <laughs> oh, you was yawning. No, I wasn't even yawning. Your watch <laughs> I wasn't even yawning. I was just like straight, just mad serious after like, the first two minutes because I was like, this story ain't going nowhere. But, um, you know, you learn. And so I think like taking care of that, like early on in our relationship, understanding like for me, I I am very much always been the type of person I don't like going to bed angry. So, you know, I guess if we got to stay up till you stop being mad, I guess that's what we're going to do. <laughs> that's just it. <laughs> Cuz I just it's just something like my spirit can't rest and like then like I am not a person who needs like 8 hours of sleep. Like I'm good on 5. So, you going to tell me now cuz you mad I can't have my peaceful 5 hours of sleep? Nah. <laughs> Like, nah, we're going to sit down. We're going to talk this through. Like, you could tell me you're mad. And I think one of the, um, during, during, like, our first half of quarantine was really learning, like, oh, this is really a time where, like, it was so many unknowns. You know, I think it it helped us a lot to be like, oh, damn, like, sometimes we think we have all the time in the world. And I think mm-hmm. quarantine I helped us realize, I was like, hey, we we actually don't. And I think for us, it was really the step that that we needed um, to really, like, sit down and be like, okay, long term, you know, and we've had this conversation before, like, where do we see our futures? But, like, actually solidifying Mm -hmm. stuff. And and I thought that was, I definitely took that away from COVID. So I appreciate that. Definitely. (laughs) I mean... Um, (laughs) <laughs> thank you COVID-19 <laughs> I appreciate that <laughs> you're mad funny <laughs> okay 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 so boom we got the long-term relationship married folks you know yep. perspective down but thinking about my my single friends out there you know I spend a lot of time uh talking to them about their dating yeah, forays same. and um I think about communication right yeah I love this uh, yeah yeah pass. <laughs> they're looking for you <laughs> right that's what i'm looking for me talking about i swiped the tv at walmart <laughs> like girl you know i'm paranoid stop you can't tell me that <laughs> anyway so boom right so we got our long-term relationship folks down but singles you know a lot of my friends they're swiping on tinder on bumble on you know all these things or whatever and communication is like a big deal when you're like on these kind of yeah. fake social network yeah. sites or they're not social networks but dating sites yeah dating and you're getting to know someone basically like through oh, a screen they- or through an app yeah or how they communicate you re- um, what they do and don't say like oh yeah brave <laughs> right and so right and so one of the big struggles that i hear is one about um frequency of communication yeah mm-hmm. and so it's like somebody will hit you up on the app and then you know be like hey gorgeous or something stupid like that <laughs> and then you be like hey and then five days pass and nothing or sometimes it'll be like the depth of communication or like the types of things that you're talking about. And so you're basically talking through text, like, hey, you know, how are you? What's your favorite color? You know, yeah. like real light work, yeah. surface stuff like that. And so some of the things that I've heard them kind of talk about is like wanting the communication to be like deeper or more meaningful at that early level or like wanting to like take the relationship what you know whatever level yeah. you're at at the relationship but wanting to take it to the next step in yeah. terms of like depth yeah but not necessarily getting that from their from the person that they're meeting on this app or whatever and so it's like when I think about that I I don't know like I try to think of like what my approach will be 
I'm like, oh, speculating. No, I've never dated <laughs> on the internet. Like I was dating before, before uh, dating on Tinder or whatever became a thing. Yeah. But I think, um, I think when it comes to communicating and getting to know someone uh, to potentially make them your cuff buddy, I think probably being straight up right off the bat might be yeah. a good approach. Like being real that I like if you don't like to text because you know you don't answer often. You might have to say, hey, I prefer <laughs> phone call. I, right. I prefer one hour phone calls right, right, <laughs> between exactly. the hours of six and 10. And like, <laughs> it might come off a little like weird, but it's better to, uh, you know, kind of like get your needs met and fulfilled and actually get to know if you like this person than be, I don't I know. I'm speculating. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I mean, I agree with that. I mean, I think. See, so I, I get that it's like a whole other world because it, it is. You're you're exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It's like through a screen, right? And it's through like these characters and like people could potentially play and be whoever they want to be because you mm-hmm. you don't get that sense of depth of like when I meet you, like, oh, okay. But there is some type of vibe still, I think in the way that people communicate, right? So what they're writing, how they're writing. And so I think you're perfectly fine. I think this is this is the trap where people get in like, no, I don't want to say this because I don't want to come off like this. Hey, yo, if that's what you want, that's what you want. Like, mm-hmm. stop, stop apologizing for it. That's what you want. If that's what works for you, that's what works for you. You know, there's like billions of people in this world. You really telling me not one person going to like you like that? Like, come on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, there's no reason why we got to keep like saying no, you know, putting other people's feelings first. Like you don't even know this person, first of all. So it's like, <laughs> it's like not even that big of a deal. If you tell them like, this is actually what works better for me or like, Hey, you know what? This is this actually ain't working. Um, I don't think we're, we're vibing. You know, I, I like, so I like that last thing you said of just telling them this is what it is. And I think when it comes to communication for both singles out there searching and and folks, like folks that are already partnered, sometimes you need to just verbalize every single thing about how you are feeling. Yeah, because people ain't mind readers. Right. People are legit not mind readers. If you don't say your needs, you will not get them met. That's it. And, uh, like, I think one thing is uh, not dropping it until you get it right. Like, at least if this is a person that you yeah. like or, you know, you see yourself mm-hmm. growing with or that you're already with. Like, yeah. I think oftentimes we'll swallow something and just uh, be like, okay, you know, it's whatever. Or, oh, I got I got you next time. Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> right, right. But if you let those things fester, they are going to come up in future communications. Absolutely. It's going to be something that you Absolutely. just don't like later. Yep. Period. And, and it's so going to come I up think... in explosive ways that it don't even need to get there. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think like too, as you're communicating like you need, first of all, if you on there, you have to know something about your own communication style. You have to know. Yeah. And that's just, that, that's just with, yeah, with. that's it. That's just with dating too. If like we're meeting people face to face, like you have to know certain things about yourself before you really trying to go out there and like purposely date. Because if not, you're just going to get caught up in all the BS. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so if we're going to like connect it to like a spiritual takeaway, right? Yeah. So cool. We, we have, obviously communication is important. Obviously you shouldn't be like being mean or negative to your partner. Cool. 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 Um, I would say, I would say that one spiritual takeaway is constantly keeping our communicator hat on. Something to keep in mind, I think, is uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.16. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray without ceasing. Um, I think that uh, that works uh, in terms of like prayer to God. Yes, but uh, just the sentiment of always keeping those lines of communication open, regardless, that without ceasing part. I think that as partners and partnered people, people looking to partner, that is definitely something to keep in mind. 
of just it all the time in all circumstances realize that you're, you're always communicating something and just being intentional about what you are communicating yep and I think one final note that I will leave is that communication styles does change and it's okay mm-hmm. if it does change if it did if it worked for you for a certain season and then for the next it's not working for you be okay to say that and know that it's okay if your communication style changes but just like we're saying talk about it say something speak <laughs> you know say something <laughs> <Speak>. <laughs> that was very funny <laughs> all right let's go yeah you got this challenge two what's up all right all right all right challenge two so uh, balancing the dynamic. Ah, dominant and submissive. Right? So call it what you want. Leader, follower, alpha, beta, masculine energy, feminine energy, top, bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. In paired relationships, there's usually, you know, one person who sets the pace and the other person who keeps the pace going. Right? You know, like yeah, for sure, the leader follower thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For singles, finding a person that fits your style can be quite difficult, and for established couples, not being able to balance the dynamic can definitely lead to conflict. A relationship cannot grow, much less flourish, if everybody's like fighting for control, right? Um, and so, my question for you, uh, Truth, is: What does that look like in your relationship? And so. Actually, before before even before you answer that, I do want to just kind of clarify. And so I'm not necessarily talking about like gender roles here when I talk about like, you know, leader, follower, alpha, beta, masculine energy, feminine energy. Oh, no, we ain't talking about gender roles. Right. That's just it. Um, So I think this is actually this is a, a real important lesson that I have learned being with my partner in knowing uh, when to follow. Because I'm just, I'm very headstrong in making sure I set the pace of stuff. Um, I hear that. <laughs> I'm in control. Good job. But Miss um, Truth, if you're nasty, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, but <laughs> but um, I think the one thing that I actually admire about my partner is is her gentleness and her ability to with that gentleness and with that vulnerability be able to lead me um to the point that I give in now easier a lot easier than like when we first started dating because I trust her enough to know that where she would be leading me is not to a toxic place or to a place that's going to hurt me and I Mm. think that is one of the things that um works in our relationship like we both know when to lead we both know when to follow and that role is not designated for any one person it's just like this this is just how our relationship is going to go and we trust each other enough to know that neither neither one of us is going to lead the other to something that's going to be harmful Mm. and I think knowing and I'm not the type of person to really follow a lot of people so I had to come to terms with that to be okay in my spirit to do that. And it was because my spirit was calm. So like, for me, that's making the connection for me of like, how do you balance that line? It was like, my spirit was calm in that. Cause I've been in situations where people would try to leave me and my spirit was not happy. Mm. And so I, I wouldn't let people with I'm like, no, my spirit ain't happy. I'm sorry. I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> sorry. Um, so I think that's just something very important in any relationship, even in a friendship, like your, your spirit should always be good with what you're doing. Yeah. You know, and, and with the people you surrounding yourself with, soon as you feel that, that little point, that little nudge, like that's telling you something. Don't ignore that. What about you? Um, let's see. So it's, so it's funny because, uh, I think how we present on the outside doesn't necessarily match how it really goes down on the inside. Sometimes. <laughs> Oh, he's probably gonna kill me, but he's not gonna kill me. But you know what I mean. <laughs> Get my point. Um, so basically, you know, I think I started off like clarifying with the gender roles because it can be so hard sometimes. I, I feel like uh, being in a cis hetero relationship. You know, I am a cis woman. My partner is a cis man. It can like society has so many ideas for what 
it should look like in terms of power in a relationship. Yeah. And a lot of times, a lot of that responsibility and the pressure falls on the man to be the yeah. one that is in power and shows that dominance. Yeah. And I think that uh, for the sake of both, just that's how I kind of grew up and it, that's okay for my, that's okay for my personal dynamic for it to look like that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the outside <laughs> <Yeah>. world. <laughs> and we, we ain't going to see Yaya for episode three. <laughs> right. You're about to take me out. No, I'm joking. You're going to be on timeout, girl. <laughs> No, no, no. But like, I I think that I think that the important part is that for our relationship, like, okay, that that can be how it looks the outside world. But we have been able to learn each other. Well, one, know ourselves to the point where we know, you know, in this situation, like we take it situation by situation as to who's the dynamic partner, like who is the who who's setting the tone. Right. And it, it really is a situation by situation thing. And also for me, I think it's important for us to know, you know, what is the source of our desire for anything, any particular thing to happen? Is it that, right. Is it that I want power over him or he wants power over me, or even we want it to seem like we have power over each other? Or is it that one of us has the vision for what should happen in a situation or the best way for something to go down. Right. And I think, um, you know, it's it, for me, I guess so much of relationships go back to like, what's your intention? But yeah. that is so important when it comes to this, especially because like, I think about, so I'm going to share a funny story with y'all. So we, uh, we had a destination wedding, right? And so we got married in Negro. This is uh, four years ago now. We got married in Negro, but then we ended up going out to uh, Blue Mountain uh, to, to, to see that mountain range, right? So we, we hired a driver and my family is Jamaican. The driver is obviously in J- uh, Jamaican. We're in Jamaica. And so we are driving, like we're driving hours now, right? <laughs> so we drive in hours, hours, we go in talking, you know, I'm learning more about my culture as I'm there. So halfway through the trip, the, the driver turns around and goes, you one of those Jamaican women? And so I'm like, (laughs) what you mean? (laughs) One of those Jamaican women. So already your girl is up. Like if I was up before, oh, your girl was up. What you mean? And newly married, sir. Right. Right. I go, what you mean one of those Jamaican women? So here go Kevin, key, 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 chuckling in the back. Yeah. So he like, you know, one of those Jamaican women that that have the answer and have something to say about everything and just want to boss them man around. So I'm like, just want Boston man around. So I'm like, no, like I'm not. So of course we we we're heading up to Blue Mountain trying to figure out like you know what's the best entrance to go into the because uh, there's like a, a coffee a plantation coffee farm out there or whatever. So we're trying to figure out, you know, what's the best entrance to go to, but yeah. who got their leader hat on, but me is this way is that way we need to go up this way. I know the way I know the direction. And I think that for me, just to kind of like bring it back as to like, what does yeah. that have to do with anything? I think that could have been a situation where, Ke- where Kevin's male pride could have been like, no, my wife would not, you know, she right. don't take a leadership role. She don't know. She right. X, Y, Z, but it never, I can't say what occurred to him and what didn't, but he didn't express that. And he never made me feel badly about yeah. being the more dynamic one in that situation right. because I knew where I was going. I knew the answer, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And so I just feel like one is situation by situation. Two, it's about intention. And then three, it's also about, I think, it goes back to intention, I guess, but not trying to play or like, you know, your partner ain't no biatch, not no doja for a lack of a better word, taking it all the way back to high school. Yeah. You know, you're not no doja. And so don't treat them like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing, right? If you love your partner, why, why would you do that to them? Like, it, it makes no sense. You know, if I love you, I'm gonna make sure you always, you always look good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there ain't no, it, there's like no ego. You know what I'm saying? There's no, because mm. it's not necessary. And I think a lot of times you you said it, Yaya, like that motive, people do not examine their motives for why they want things or why they do things or why sometimes they want to win certain arguments or not. Sometimes people just want to be right to be right. 
But sometimes, mm. you know, because like you said, you want that power of the person. You just want to be right. But is it really worth it? Like, and I think what, what I've learned being in a, in a long-term relationship is like, yo, you're going to, it's, it's easier to admit when you're wrong, like for the whole of the relationship, instead of keeping an argument going just to try to be right. Like mm-hmm. you're going to waste all that energy and you'll be doing other stuff with Giovanna. You know, you gonna waste all that energy. Nah, man, I I ain't got that. We look if COVID has proven anything, is we ain't got that type of time. Okay, for real. Listen. So I'm gonna just kind of take it back to to something that you said earlier. Um, of it's not about ego. Yeah. And so if you can approach that type of dynamic of like who's leading, who's following, who's setting the pace in your relationship. And have it not be about ego, but have it be about what's best for the partnership. Yeah. Um, I think just having that framework is really important. So for a spiritual takeaway, what we want to leave you all with is the Taoist idea of flow. Um, that's living in harmony with the great unknown way. Uh, ask yourself, do you trust yourself that you're partnered with a person who cares and loves you, you know, and is actually trying I think that it's really about, um, you know, finding the right balance, uh, the right give and take to even transcend that idea that there's an alpha and a beta, you know, a main person and a secondary person. Ultimately, in a partnership, the objective is to move as one to if that is the type of partnership that you're looking for uh, to, to transcend those type of categories. And so, you know, do what's best for the relationship. So we got two challenges out the way. So we go challenge number three. When sex is a point of contention, we've all seen (laughs) (laughs) we've all seen situations where a couple is dating and everything's going well, and then only for one person to find out that the other person is strictly interested in the booty. In the booty. <laughs> <laughs> I want you. I see you and I want you. Exactly. But not so much in that deeper connection. They don't want friends. They just want the butt. And so, <laughs> Yo. <laughs> and so on the flip side, how many married couples do we hear about, especially with kids who fall into a pattern of either having like a routine sex on the high end of the spectrum or no sex at all at the other end, right? So when sex becomes an issue, what happens then? Woo, Chile. Ain't that the question? Um, so I'm going to start this off uh, on, the, on the single, like to talk to, talk, to, to talk to my singles out there searching. Um, honestly, so we're sexual beings uh, with sexual energy uh, that we as like individuals are stewards of. And it's really a question of, how, where, and I guess to whom do we want to direct that energy? And uh, for you singles out there, if the if the issue with sex is that one party wants to have a bunch of sex and the other party is not interested, uh, the question is for the uninterested party, uh, why and how are you going to express that in a way that honors your own boundaries? Right. And for the party that wants to have all the sex, uh, but is not getting it from your partner, uh, ask yourself, are you being, are you communicating your needs clearly? And so this is, yes, verbally, are you verbally communicating your need for sexual satisfaction and gratification? And if your partner is unwilling to do that with you, uh, ask yourself and ask them why. Is it a matter of not yet, <laughs> wait and see, not ever? Um, not right and now. And ask yourself, right, not not right now. And uh, ask yourself why you're on a different wavelength of this person that you want to do it with. You know, uh, sex is all about mutuality. That's it. That's it right there. I think, like, for single people, it's just like you were saying. Like, if, if one person, if all they want is just the sex in that relationship, if they made it explicit to you, that that's what they want, they told you this coming out of their mouth, then you now have the decision to make whether you you want that, you want to engage with that, you're okay with that. And if not, you also have the right to say no to it and that that's not something you're looking for. Um, and to be able to walk away. I think many times the thing that 
I've seen as an issue is that one party doesn't know to walk away from the other party that has explicit, explicitly said sex is all they want. Well, what about the people that, sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. What, what about, so I just think, so everything that we, both of us have said thus far, you know, makes sense in an ideal world. Yeah. But when I'm talking to my friends and they're, and they are expressing like situations similar to this, yeah. it is rarely a case where the person who just wants the booty yeah. says, Hey, I just want the booty. No, 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 like, no, no, no. They'll text you. <laughs> Good morning, sweetheart. You so gorgeous. Can I come over? I just want to bring you X, Y, Z. I want to take you out. I want to do this. Nah, you see, but that's, and that's the it's all great up until the booty. Then it's the booty. <laughs> and then it's like a complete like what is it 180 <laughs> like yeah 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 and so I guess I I want to think I, I do want to think a little bit deeper about like when that is the issue like when I guess when it's a crossover of challenges between yeah, both communication yeah. well I mean it's also I mean so this is my thing like I've, I've had friends who are like in similar situations like that and and my whole thing is like how many times you got to fall in that situation where you're not going to be like, it's you, shorty. It's you. It's Air you. horn. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like not, not every person you meet can be taking you through the same ringer and you still saying it's the other person. No, it's you, shorty. You ignore the signs. You, you mm-hmm. put yourself in th- those situations. Like, stop it. So I get it. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that it happens. Like, we get that. You know what I mean? But my whole thing is... You, you, this happening to you 10, 12 times. Hello, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> there is a common denominator in all of this. Okay. <laughs> so I, I I think this is where we're going back to knowing something about yourself before you get into these situations, right? Like, especially I think maybe I think like this, like as now someone who's a little older. Definitely wasn't thinking like this when I was younger and dating, but now, as a little older, my friend group is also a little older. For those that are single, I'm like, I, I can't let them slide with the same mistakes they, they were making in their 20s. Like, now I'm just mm. like, nah, nah, now you're just being dumb. Like, for real. Like, that's on you. Like, you can't have... Remind me you, to call truth when I'm going through it. I need that real talk. <laughs> you know she come saying? with a like, hammer. You know what I'm saying? Like, shorty, you dumb. You know, are like, you dumb? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if it happened one time, and you saw that after the booty was was given, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, ghost, you gonna fall for it a second time. That's on you. That's 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 really on you. This is why we end up having these like really horrible patterns because mm. nobody is really willing to take responsibility because everybody want to blame it on the other person. Because mm. then the person who just wants the booty is gonna be like, nah, they toxic. They always on me. I feel suffocated. This, that, and the third. You know, it's, no, it's you. You don't, you give a mixed single. You you are like a single person who wants to play house. And you find oh. the person that you play in house with and the person who is playing house with you. And you love it because you can still say, I'm not ready for a commitment. And they have mm. already accepted that. And when they accepted it the first time, you know, you can go back and keep doing it. Mm. And I'm going to just leave that right there. <laughs> right there. So uh, I'm going to actually switch gears a little bit. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, somebody, you know, so I used to go to, I, y'all, y'all know I used to go to church. <laughs> and when I used to go to church, they used to turn to your partner and be like, partner, it is written all over your face. And so listeners, I'm going to tell, turn to your partner That's and be right. like, partner. <laughs> It is written all over your face. No. All right. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit and uh, talk about sex issues with folks that may not be having sex. And so for those who are partnered, but are choosing to, for whatever reason, whether it be religious, spiritual, physical, or medical, whatever, are not having uh, physical intercourse at this time. I feel like being in quarantine together might be a little challenge, might be a little... A, a place of contention. And so in thinking about that, um, what do you do when one person wants to and another person doesn't, or if both person don't want to, but you know, the flesh is weak. 
I think for me, it, it again, it all comes down to communicating that. So if, if this was said, let's say at the beginning, that for whatever reason, you know, uh, this is not going to be happening right now. You know, if there's like a, a, a time in the future where it will happen, let's say for some people it could be marriage, you know, whatever it is. If that is understood, then both partners are responsible for finding different ways of intimacy. Because mm. intimacy is not just it's not just penetration, you know. So wait, so wait, wait. Please yep. say that again for people <laughs> in the back. I'm begging you. <laughs> intimacy is not just penetration. Okay, in the winter time, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you got a vehicle, you gotta warm it up first, right? Hey, if you hopping on the train, you gonna put on a coat first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's just certain steps. So in the same way, if like a couple has agreed on something, that is something that is respected in the relationship. And so you find other ways to find intimacy, you know, that you massages, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you ever just listen to somebody, like actually listen to somebody describe their dreams and their mm-hmm. hopes for the future. That's intimacy to me. Because mm-hmm. when you really are talking to someone about their dreams about stuff that they've thought about maybe when they were a little kid. That's not something they're giving everybody. You know what I mean? And you get to ask all those details, you know? So it's, it's all about communicating what that is. Now, if it's, if there was an agreement in the beginning and now there's one person who no longer wants to keep that agreement, that needs to be said. You can try to work that out and see if there is some place that both needs can be met. But if in the end they cannot, then that's something that we have to understand and go from there. But ignoring it is not, is not going to make it better. Right. Ignoring it and do everything. Get yourself into the moment just to be like, oh, don't know what to do now. Exactly. No. I the answer. Okay. So I'm going to shift gears one more time and uh, put on for my married and long-term relationship folks who are uh, generally having sex with one another. Yep. Uh, what happens, especially during quarantine, you don't have too many other outlets <laughs> when uh, you in the house, but the sex is dwindling away and away and away. Mm. Um, and so I- I'll pick up the mantle for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got to. <laughs> <laughs> you got to girl you got to go ahead i'm gonna actually take the baton where you left off with the with the talk about intimacy um and i think that it really uh it really comes back to uh how are you being intimate with your partner like i was actually I was talking to my partner about this the other day so uh, I guess the whole world going to know now we have great sex <laughs> when we do, uh, you know, how couples are. Sometimes you talk about, you give a little rundown after. And one of the important things about being able to, uh, to have that mind, body, spiritual connection with another person is having like true trust that that intimacy is sacred um that that union that that physical union that you all have is special in between you all you both it's mutual it's like that mutual exchange of energy and in order to have that you really truly have to trust that other person and trust that it's a sacred space and so if someone no longer wants to partake in in that exchange you know assuming that it was great at one point and then you know later let's say it's not one or both partners I feel like should kind of decenter themselves at least for a moment like ultimately yes you own your sexuality and you know sex is more than as more than penetration more than orgasms more than that stuff but you know own that for yourself but decenter yourself for a moment and center the connection like outside of the sex are you all connecting like do you have intimacy outside of that and if the answer is no or in certain places and not in other certain places you can kind of pinpoint you know what's the issue is it a is it a body issue that that other person might be having Mm -hmm. is it that they're super stressed right now like you know being in quarantine like take away work take away all that stuff life is stressful right now yeah it's not easy drive is related to your diet your stress Mm -hmm. your hormones you know and this is both for men and for women Uh, exactly uh, and 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 people of all genders and all you know ways of being Mm -hmm. for people thank you uh 
sex is more than just the physical aspect. And so I think really taking a close look at how you all are connecting. And even like you said, uh, the intimacy that you're having, maybe when it comes to healing that part of your relationship and getting back to, you know, regularly or how often you want to have sex, whatever that is, starting slow and ramping up and ending with the sex as being, you know, better in the future. And so there are so many ways to connect and arouse your senses outside of that. Like you all can hold hands and go for a walk. If y'all not doing that, right. You can cook together (laughs) like that. That's, that's an incredibly, you know, sensual way of spending time. I like what you said too. Yeah. Yeah. Hold hands, take a walk. Yeah. That's so true. And if you're not doing those things, let's say, like, if you're not doing things, it doesn't have to be like that. Like, some people look at us and be like, y'all so corny. Y'all always <laughs> want to spend time together. Y'all want to do these things. You know, not every relationship looks the same. And right. so if y'all, that's okay. if that's not what y'all like to do, find whatever your intimate thing is. Even if it's your man or your woman or whoever is playing 2K and you just want to sit there and rub the top of their head while they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, there right. has to be something <laughs> going on that makes me say, we are close and yeah. I feel close to you both physically and, you know, emotionally, whatever. And the next step of closeness might be us then, you know, must having a time to do massage. And right. then the next step of closeness might be, you know, it doesn't have, my only point is healing that doesn't have to start with, all right, I'm about to knock it down. Right, right. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> like there are, so, there are many yeah. ways to, uh, to arouse your senses and get that energy right. to, to, to get it back to whatever it is that you want it to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what we've seen with all these three challenges is that the main thread tying everything is communication. Like this is literally why people will be like, communication is important. Like it sounds so simple, but uh, it's actually a major thread for a lot of this being able to express what you want, but also to be able to listen to what the other person is actually expressing and telling you. Mm-hmm. I agree wholeheartedly. And so um, out of that, even so to, to loop it back to the first challenge, mm-hmm. everything, but the spiritual uh, takeaway from this one, I would say is that we can borrow from Song of Songs and what that has to tell us about mutuality. You know, uh, Song of Songs uh, in the Bible and in the Hebrew text, it really talks a lot about desire between a young couple and tapping into sensual and sexual energy as like a powerful and generative force in love. Um, It shows up in many ways. You got to talk it, walk it, enjoy it. Um, But like the most important thing. Like we said, it's not the intercourse, it's not the penetration, it's not the orgasm, it's really the mutuality. Um, So whatever it is that you do decide on in your relationship, it really has to feel right for the both of you. To keep the conversation going, tell us what you think by following us on Instagram or Twitter at Real Talk on God Talk. Yo, seriously, the news cycle has been going so fast lately that Yaya and I barely even know how to keep up anymore. So for this segment of God in the World, we're going to do a quick and dirty speed edition. We're each going to be taking turns sharing a few headlines from the past few weeks and in 10 seconds or less, connecting the topic to God, spirituality or religion. You ready, Yaya? I'm ready. Let's go get him. All right. (laughs) So late last week, five unstable terroristic ass white men were arrested and charged by the FBI for trying to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Whoa. That's a hard one. (laughs) I'm actually going to pass because God's not in that. That is clearly the devil's work. Exactly. Clearly the devil's work. So next. Amy Coney Barrett was nominated for the Supreme Court by Yo President 45 and is currently in confirmation hearings to fill RBG's empty seat. Rest mm. her soul. Well, I'm going to tell you, the people on Twitter are saying RBG spirit must be disturbed by this and active in the afterlife because that fly that pitched and landed on Pence's head during the first VP debate was clearly sent on a mission. My spiritual takeaway the ancestors are with us and they always taking care of business. <laughs> so, right. And that's that on that. <laughs> right. All right. Rihanna's Savage by Fenty Show was released on Amazon Prime last week. 
Ooh, girl. Yeah. If y'all know anything about me, y'all know how I feel about Bad Gallery. Yeah. Um, so my spiritual takeaway from that is that God is a black woman. Oh, it was perfect. Yo. It was just, it was <laughs> yeah, just. Yeah, it was so dope. So dope. Uh, if y'all haven't seen it, go see it. Yeah. Go get somebody's just, login and go see it. <laughs> so many variations of body types and beauty for men, women, gender non-conforming people, just across the board, just so much beauty in what it is to be a human. And so oh, it was great. And then last on the list is Trump and apparently possibly, allegedly, maybe Pence too, has COVID-19. Whoa. So Trump yeah Trump shared his diagnosis on Twitter last week like he shares everything else and uh Pence was like kind of fake outed by deadline on Thursday so uh deadline the media publication released an article that said uh Pence uh, tested positive for COVID prior to the debate and uh like a couple of seconds later, they redacted the article saying it was released by mistake and basically it's not real news, fake news, like actual fake news. So I don't know. Jury's out on that, but I must say probably it's true. <laughs> it's like, girl, man, the only thing that comes to mind is the fact that everybody was screaming, ain't karma a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Karma, 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 karma. Uh, so I would say that our spiritual takeaway from that is uh, the actual definition of karma, which isn't quite that. Uh, a co- uh, Sanskrit word karma actually means action, work, or deed. And then in terms of like Buddhism and Hinduism, it also refers to the spiritual principle of cause and effect where the intent and actions of an individual cause influence the future of that individual effect. So, you know, a lot of times when we use karma outside of its original context, we think of it as the effect. Uh, So we look at karma as the thing that happens as a result of your actions. Like, oh, you cut somebody off in traffic, then you get in an accident later. Oh, that's karma. Instead, we welcome you to kind of think of karma as the action and actions we take that continuously affect whatever our end results will be. Right. Ultimately, we don't know and can never know if Trump's COVID-19 diagnosis is the karmic result of his negligence or pure evil stance on policy related to the virus. But... We do know that as a nation, we are all acting in ways with results that will play out for generations to come. That's why we're ending God in the World by encouraging you to take one action in particular and trust that there will be some beneficial karmic effect in the very near future. On November 3rd, vote. Period. (laughs) So for For more information about registering early, voting by mail, what are the rules in your states, you know, whatever, uh, visit blacklivesmatter.com slash register hyphen to T-O hyphen vote. Um, You'll get all the information that you need. I'm just going to go ham and lock in at this moment and say vote, 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 vote. We need you to vote. (laughs) We need you to vote. We need you to vote. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Today is Tuesday, October 13th, and you're listening to the moon reading. Today is the waning crescent moon, and we're looking ahead to the Friday, October 16th, new moon in Libra as well. Remember, y'all, the upcoming new moon phase can affect the kidney, uterus, urinary, bladder, veins, and skin. New moons are not the time for major surgeries or body modifications. For you peeps out there looking to get a new haircut, I'd say push that back a little bit as well. And on another note, I've also had a few listeners over the past few seasons say, love the moon reading, Yaya. Are you an astrologer? Why don't you do more Zodiac stuff? So I would love to do more Zodiac, but I am still learning. Gotta crawl before you walk. But to answer the question more directly, no, I am not an astrologer. I'm just a person interested. 
I do believe in astrology as a valid and useful tool to help us relate to and prepare for this wild, wild world, but it's a gift, art, and a science. It takes time to study and develop. However, just because we're not all experts yet, doesn't mean we can't equip ourselves with the basic tools we need to get started. This moon reading will be the first in a series called Zodiac One-on-One, where we'll be getting you started on your own Zodiac journey. So, step one. Be as basic as you want to be. Make sure you at least know your sun sign. The zodiac is an area of the sky that extends approximately eight degrees north or south of the ecliptic. The apparent path of the sun as it crosses the heavens over the course of the year. The path of the moon and visible planets are also within the belt of the zodiac. Cultures across space and time have used the sun and stars to describe and measure the arc of our individual lives and how they fit into the tapestry of humanity's destiny. So it's important to know that there are Chinese, Hindu, and Babylonian zodiacs. But for the sake of this segment, we'll be focusing on Western astrology. In Western astrology, the zodiac is divided into 12 signs, roughly corresponding to the constellations. Those are Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. So my personal understanding of astrology is not that it predicts the future or even predetermines that as an individual, you have to be any particular way or you have to have these set of character traits. Rather, astrology is a gift that connects our individual experiences to the greater story of the universe. It uses the sun and the stars and the natural elements to guide us to see how things are, how they've been in the past, and how they could be in the future if we aren't intentional with our actions. Taking it back to that karma we were talking about, it gives us a bird's eye view of the larger cycles at work. Think about it. A cell probably wouldn't understand how it fits into the workings of the entire human body. And similarly, humans can have a hard time grasping how we fit into the greater machinations of the galaxy as well. If you like Zodiac 101 and you too are a fan of the astrologies, make sure you tune in for next week's segment on your moon and ascendant signs. Plus, share your thoughts with us on social at Real Talk on God Talk and at Yaya's Good Fruit on Instagram. What's your sign? Do you believe in the Zodiac? You want to hear more about this topic? What was your aha moment where you knew it was just like, astrology's real, I know it. Hit us up on Instagram and let us know your thoughts. Thank you, Yaya. Always making sure we good around here. Now we getting some little extra knowledge with Zodiac 101. I better soak that up now, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So we want to thank everybody. Remember, go uh, to our Instagram, click that link in our bio, continue to nominate us for the Discover Pod Awards. Um, Again, you can nominate us for as many categories as you'd like. Um, Share Real Talk on God Talk with a friend that you think would enjoy our show um, because that's also very important. Like, y'all like it. Maybe somebody in your circle will like it too. So sharing is yes. caring. <laughs> yes. So Yaya, any final thoughts? Yes. Vote, 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 vote. Get out there. <laughs> Don't just vote. Get somebody else to vote as well. Yep, that's right. The end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> All right, y'all. And with that, we will catch you on the next one. Peace. Love y'all. I don't believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. You me too much. That's crazy. <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We With keep the it real. real and real talk. The God in God talk. And that's a wrap.